What up, everybody, and welcome to episode two of the Glock 9 show. I just want to say thank you guys so much for all the encouraging DMs, all the love and the excitement over the first episode. You know, this is a very scary thing to go and do your own solo podcast. You don't have other people to lean on while you're recording these and bounce things off of. It's all up to me to try my best to keep you entertained and all the feedback and number one i love the criticism i'm very very self-critical i guess you could say i'm very critical at critiquing myself and there's you know it's very hard for me i i still cringe at the sound of my own voice after streaming for four years this is no different having to listen to my own podcast back and see and hear the things i'm doing wrong but the reason i am coming out with a second episode this week even though it's gonna be one a week barring you know unless something crazy happens in the gaming streaming world or even the world we're gonna try and keep it to one a week most likely on wednesdays be released on thursdays because wednesday is my off day but i'm bringing you an extra episode because i myself and some of you guys have brought to my attention i do want to get a little more in depth of my move from twitch to mixer and kind of go dig a little deeper into what what led me to leave Twitch in the very first place. So let's get into it. Uh, we went to the High Res Expo in 2019, the whole Realm Royale crew. Goldie was the first one that kind of put it in my head. And when I was at the High Res Expo, you know, me and Incision had really good conversation on what the platform has to offer. Me and Goldie did too. I'm not taking anything away from Goldie. Goldie, I love you, buddy. But we definitely had a really long conversation, me and Decision, outside of the Atlanta airport after the event. We spent three to four hours waiting for our flights and just going over content creation, Twitch, Mixer, and all that stuff going on. So basically, for me and the mentality of streaming... It's rough. People don't understand. And next week's episode, we're going to get into this, but people don't understand the mental stress and what goes on in between after before streamers hit that live button. It's not just playing a video game. It's not just, you know, hitting live and hoping to get subs or doing, you know, doing nothing. Right. So what was going on was Realm Royale took off and it went, it went super super high and we were we were on top of the world for a little bit it was it was insane somewhere i never thought that we would ever get to and it's it's the culture of the platform that did it for me twitch has a culture about it where and not just small streamers not just one community um you'll see it when it comes to even the big name streamers out there twitch's culture wants to only watch people for a certain game so when we went to the high res expo um, Realm Royale was absolutely disrespected. Anybody that was a Realm Royale streamer or player felt slapped in the face. They had Paladins and Smite World Championship tournaments going on while we were there. And you can see that there was more of the Realm Royale community there than there really was Paladins or Smite community. And especially when it comes to content creators, maybe not just fans, but you know, content creators who were there for that specific game. And Realm Royale had like one banner. There was no merch. We had to go specifically ask Romanova for 
code giveaways. It was a, it was a complete slap in the face. So after the high res expo, you, I chose to start moving in a different direction, and I started trying to play Paladins, which is another high res game. And a lot of other streamers moved on to other games. And you started realizing that not just my you know not just my community, the people that watch me, it was a very hard transition to play other games because. People were only there for that one game. So you're going from averaging like 70 viewers and you jump over to Paladins, which is basically where Realm Royale came from. And you go all the way down like 20 people. And it's like, whoa, what the frick? And then you go play Realm Royale the next day and you're at 70 viewers again. But what really did it in for me was in November, December, when I was testing out the platform, I was getting a lot of DMs, a lot of people in chat, just toxicity, and rudeness and people coming in chat constantly saying, wow, your community's really plummeted. And it was very toxic. And then I, you know, I tested out Mixer a couple of times here and there and, you know, just messing around. Didn't even go, you know, didn't really go live. Just kind of tested the waters over there. And what ended up happening was someone I truly respected came to my chat on Twitch and was just super rude making comments about, oh, you falling off, and, you know, y'all, and I was playing Realm Royale, actually, and the, and the dude was like, man, you're trash at this game still, you still, you know, can't even play bots, and this and that, and it was just one of those days, you know, streamers have these days where you're just not in the mood for trolls, it's gonna happen, if you stream, you're gonna have days where people you know, or people you don't know are gonna come and chat, they're gonna troll you, they're gonna be rude, they're gonna, be, and you kinda of just roll with it. This is one of those days I was not having it, I was not in the mood for it. So I ended up ending my stream, but I still wanted to stream. I was like, man, I really wanna stream though, you know, I enjoy streaming. So I was like, you know what, screw it, we're gonna go live on Mixer. Went live on Mixer, and you know, heard the story in episode one, you know, Goldie was trying to throw embers at me, keep me on the platform, everyone was showing up, and it was just this insane stream. But I didn't move right away. This was like on December 6, 2019. So I went live on Mixer again. Still was going live on Twitch. And you just, you know, started seeing a little bit different culture between the two platforms. And then I started discovering Mixplay. If you don't know what Mixplay was, it was actually an integrated system. I would love to see someone come back with this kind of system where people were able to click a button and actually play a, a soundboard, like sounds from your computer. And there was like other little things that you, you, you can do. It was like, and in some games, people can actually control your game. Some people had it set up to where if you donated a certain amount of embers, they can actually all F4 your game. And you all should know all F4 quits out whatever program you're in. But it was a very interactive thing. And if you know anything about me when it comes to streaming, I love interaction, whether it's, just chatting or mixed play was amazing where you can actually sit there and you can actually disrupt the gameplay and kind of screw around with the streamer. It's fun. I mean, that's the whole point of live streaming. The live streaming is about interaction with the viewer it, between the streamer and viewer. That's live streaming. I mean, I don't, I don't ever want to get to the point where I'm the live streamer where you can't keep up with chat. And I had that issue getting used to the Paladins channel when there was 5,000 people watching me play Paladins. And I felt, I, I feel horrible if I miss somebody's message. But Mixer had FTL, which is like faster than light, you know, latency where it's live. It, it's not like Twitch where you had like that you type a message and then it's delayed. It's like literally you type that message and boom, 
the streamer has it. So there's there's more of that interaction, which is why I fell in love with Mixer. And like I said, the community. So when we finally decided, I decided around Christmas time, I had to talk to my wife. Um, and we're going to get into my wife towards the end of this. Can I, you know, a lot of you have asked about family life and streaming. We're going to get into that in a minute. But I had a talk with her. And she asked me, what do you enjoy more? I said, in all honesty, like being on Mixer just this short little while, it's lit the fire under me again. Like I am loving Mixer and I'm loving streaming even more. Like, I was getting to a point on Twitch where it was just like, I got tired of going live every day because it was just nothing but toxicity from people that have been around for a while, you know, and it's just, it was making it kind of not fun. And the struggle, I mean, there's so many struggles too. Your, your analytics are bad. You're not growing. You're, you're actually falling off. Then you have people who were always respectful and always cool to you being super rude, disrespectful, even though you had private conversations with them and then it doesn't go well. And, you know, even the mods made comments and, no offense saying the mods not at all no, don't take it that way because i know some of you guys listen to this but like mods will usually see when you know when the streamer is having a rough time that's also a time a mod should have kind of stepped in and been like hey dude calm down he's not having any good one you know he's, he's having a rough 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 time kind of lay off but that's not exactly their job that's just you know sometimes what mods do but you know i i, I actually went and spoke to these people and they just didn't care but on mixer I started noticing it didn't matter if we played Paladins. It didn't matter if we played some Realm Royale, even though it was it was already dead. Um, it didn't matter if we played Valorant. It didn't matter what we played. The people that showed up on Mixer, which is still like the people from Mixer are still like 90% of the people that still come to my Facebook streams. They didn't care what you played. They didn't care if it was Call of Duty or any. It didn't matter. They showed up no matter what you were playing. We could have been freaking playing the Oregon Trail and they would still show up. And there's just such, such loyalty with that community. There's such loyalty with the Mixer community. And it's, it's, it's something that hasn't been quite the same since. So if you guys, I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you guys know because people, I just found out a lot of you guys didn't know why Mixer shut down in the first place. So. What happened with Mixer was we were on there from January 1st. We officially moved over. I announced it. And again, there was a lot of toxicity. There's a lot of, yeah, I, I will tell you, there's a lot of people talking behind our back too, saying that we were making a big mistake. We're going to fall off and all this other stuff. And then I got picked up by the Paladins team or the, the stream team on the Paladins official pages. And there were so many salty people. Because I was still a brand new player. I literally had maybe maybe a hundred hours played in Paladins, and here I am playing on the Paladins channel. People were not happy about it. And I, I I get it, I understand, but I got picked up by them. You know, Jay Nash, the community manager, the former community manager for Realm Royale, stepped up big and they asked him about me and he put a great, great word in for me. The current or the at the time the current community manager for Paladins. And they brought me on, contracted me to stream on their on their platform, uh, on their on their pages, and that's also why we had a lot a lot of giveaways. So that, you know, they paid me a little. It was a little bit. It was like basically minimum wage, you know, for eight hours a week. You know, so 
all the money we made from that went straight into giveaways. That's why we, that's why we had so many giveaways last year. It was mainly because of those four months that I was on the Paladins page. And just the community on Mixer, like I'm gonna keep keep talking about the community on Mixer. It was just it was a family style community that made streaming fun. They were, they, I mean, our chat was interactive from the moment I went live and I, I had my old starting screen. People were in there chatting with each other before I even showed up on the screen, and then people were all like, "What's up? What's up? How's your day?" and talking to each other, like how a community should be. It was an amazing thing to see. You know, hit the hit the go live button, walk away, grab a drink, come back, and the chat's already full. I gotta catch up. Now, the reason Mixer shut down, there was a time in June, there was a Twitch streamer that broke first that was getting caught with. I can't remember the guy's name, and honestly, I I I thought about looking up his name before I started here. I don't give a crap about that dude. He uh he was a destiny he was a destiny streamer. He got caught up being like overly aggressive and like sexual with women and DMs and stuff like that. And unwanted sexual advances, let's just say that. So guy's straight up douchebag. But anyways, so he got caught up. And then the whole Me Too movement uh got into the streaming world. Me <laughs> hashtag Me Too. Got broken out. One of the top mixer streamers got busted for, and this, I, again, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna mention any names. I'm not gonna say any names, but the mixer streamer actually was worse, and we actually have no idea what happened with it because he had a, he had a legal issue he had to deal with. It went farther than just DMs, but so all these accusations are coming out against streamers. I guarantee you, any streamer out there that was stupid enough to be sending messages like this to girls was shaking in their boots that they were, that they were going to be exposed. You know, I, you guys know me. I DM people all the time. You DM me, I'll DM you back, but you ain't going to see anything like that from me. So my hands are clean. I feel, I feel good. Don't worry about, don't worry about me. But, <laughs> but what really did it in, there was a former Mixer employee. I don't know if it was Microsoft or Mixer employee, same thing, but basically long story short, there was somebody there who was a partner manager and she compared, she basically said that all the mixer partners that she manages were her slaves. Now granted this employee, this employee was African-American and he went reported to HR, which he should, you know, you can't be, you can't be, you can't be joking about stuff like that at work, dude. That's like, I don't know, dude. That, that that's just so. Like when you read the comments and you realize, like at the time, I just got, I just got mixed a partner. I was reading this stuff, and it really made me a little upset because, you know, is this really what you think about us? You know, but I guess this man was obviously offended, rightfully so, and reported it to HR. I guess two weeks went by, and, not, and he went and checked on the status of the of her of his report, and they didn't do it. They tried to sweep it under the rug. So I can't remember exactly how it ended, but I think he ended up either transferring or quitting. He didn't work with her anymore. But he ended up breaking this story on Twitter and it went absolutely viral. And now I'm gonna go a little in depth here where people a lot of people don't know. So this story goes viral. When you made Mixer Partner, 
you got access to the Mixer Partner Discord, which you can only get in if you were a Mixer Partner. Now, I didn't really share a lot of this stuff publicly because we were still under like an NDA thing with Mixer, but that server was going absolutely insane all weekend. I mean, that server really didn't move that much, but the whole weekend it was full of nothing but Mixer Partners announcing they're moving to Twitch and threatening to leave and like you know this whole you know cancel culture type stuff right saying like you know you basically have all your partners threatening to leave or they are leaving so i will say like i understand the outrage i understand people being upset you know it was upsetting to me as a new partner but i will say i i believe and i know from someone i know that works at microsoft you know uh on the other side of the country but he was told part of the reason Mixer shut down was because of the backlash from its own platform. So the cancel culture actually kind of canceled your own platform. So these people were threatening to leave, threatening to quit, threatening to go to Twitch. Well, they already had a deal in place with Facebook gaming, they, but the, the trigger wasn't going to really be pulled. Supposedly, again, supposedly, this is not 100%. I don't have the actual emails to, uh, you know, I just know somebody that my source supposedly they were going to wait until about October last year and see where the platform was going because they signed Ninja and Shroud and never got to do anything with them. So they already spent a bunch of money and, and nothing came from it. So basically, what is it? The, was it the CEO or one of the head guys at Microsoft that basically ran Mixer? And he basically announced... They came out Monday without even saying anything about the situation. He just said, oh, we sold to Facebook Gaming. <laughs> That's it. You know, we, we see the backlash and you know, we're upset and this and that. And, yep, you're sold. And then everyone's like, why would you do that? You abandoned us. You left us. Like, bro, you were already leaving. You The same people that were threatening to leave and said that we're going to leave were already leaving. And then you just sit there and feel betrayed. Like, again, I understand the frustration where you don't want to be a part of a platform where the partner manager thinks that. I understand that. I don't want to be a part of a platform that has people saying that either. But you can't sit there and, you know, basically say cancel culture. And then once they say, all right, fine, we're done. We're going to sell. Then be upset. So basically they did the right thing. I will say Microsoft had in the deal about offering Mixer Partners Facebook gaming partnerships. So that way you can, because people, people don't understand, I, I said this in the last episode, where being a partner on a platform is a huge, huge honor. It shows your hard work. It shows the that you put the time in on the grind. You know, you didn't just get there out of, out of nowhere. Well, on Twitch you kind of can because there's people that got a Twitch partner who literally never deserved it. Like literally can't even never even whatever I can I could be a hater. I'm just saying y'all know somebody who's a Twitch you know multiple people that are Twitch partners that shouldn't really be Twitch partners. You know they. Anyways, we love everybody, but we uh we were offered a partnership with Facebook Gaming, and. I accepted it. I was like, I don't, 
I really didn't see Facebook gaming as the future, but hey, it's a partnership. If I don't like it, I won't do it. So we went back to Twitch. We chose Twitch because that's where we originally came from just six months ago. It was the easiest transition. It was the easiest transition. And we had, like I said, we had, we had one hell of a welcome back. Like it was insane. And people were very happy to have us back. But the reason why, and I'm going to clarify what I said in the last episode was the reason why the analytics were doing bad, not because people weren't loyal, not because people didn't care about our channel anymore. What, what you did was you took the two top platforms and you migrated into one. So your community that was watching you on Mixer in this small community who would always see when you were live because on the sidebar or when they where they go to see who's live, there wasn't much competition. We all know when you go to Twitch, when you go to Twitch, we all follow so many people. If you don't have over 10 viewers, we're, we're not going to see you all the way down at the bottom of our list. And nobody... I. I I don't know anybody. Maybe you know you might. You're a rare one, and you're you're amazing for it. But whenever somebody follows somebody on Twitch, they always turn the bell off. The bell is always turned off because they don't want to get a million freaking you know notifications when people are going live. So, and then same thing with Discord. The reason why we partner with Gilded, I don't want to be like everybody else. Everybody has a Discord. Everybody mutes everybody's server. They don't act and they're not activated in any Discord. Just like, you know, I already see I announced in my Discord that we're moving to Gilded. No, you're not forced to go check it out. But the ones who were already active and wanted to be a part of our community, you know, who actually want to interact with everybody have at least made an account to come check it out. Now, are they going to stay? Are they going to enjoy it? That's up to you. I really enjoy it. I think it's it's a great community feel and you don't have to silence every server because not everybody's on gilded and also we're going to have some amazing features coming up i'm so excited for by the way if you're part of the gilded be ready for the next six months man there's some uh, amazing things about to be announced by that by that platform and so much cool things for the community to inter interact with each other but you already see with my discord my discord has over 500 members in it. 500 people and I think only seven people, the main people who interact in my Discord, made a Gilded account and came over to check it out. And I'm not trying to bash anybody that hasn't made one. I'm just saying you see the difference of who actually wants to be a part of the community, who actually wants to maintain being a part of the community too. So, but when it came to Facebook gaming... We started doing because to be to for the contract with Facebook gaming, because yes, I am signed. And when I say I have a contract, I do have a contract with them. The terms are under NDA. Well, not the terms, but part of it's under NDA. What I can tell you at the time for the first three months, I had to do about 40 hours a month of streaming. And now I only have to do I only have to do 20 hours a month to maintain my partnership. But we were doing uh Friday, Saturday, Sundays on Facebook gaming, Monday through Thursdays on Twitch. And I was enjoying it, checking it out and stuff like that. And then like I said, we started seeing the numbers really plummet on Twitch because 
there was everyone that did follow us on Twitch that was there before the move to Mixer was already following enough people. And then our new Mixer community that was forced into Twitch, we were getting lost in the bunch. And that's normal. I don't fault anybody for that. I'm not, again, I'm not bashing anybody here. I'm just, you know, letting you guys know what's going on. I don't want anybody to take this, oh, he thinks I don't care about him stuff. No. Well, this is what happened. Because it happened to me too because the people that I used to watch on Mixer, I follow them on Twitch. And when I go to Twitch, I, I will happen to, to miss them. Because I, I do follow a lot of people on Twitch. I actually went and unfollowed a lot of like the big pages that I don't really go to that much just because I don't want you drowning everybody else out. So when I, I don't get a big chance to watch streams. So when I do get a chance to watch streams, I want to go to people who have been around my community. I want to go to other people that I know. Maybe they, even if they haven't been around, you know, my streams in a while, but like people I know that are. I, I don't really like to use the word small streamer because everyone's a streamer. It doesn't matter. I don't think anyone's a big streamer, small streamer. It's just kind of, it's kind of a label that we're, we're so used to using. Everyone's a streamer, but not as well known. So I like to go hang out and try and get other people's chats a little bit active and hang out and t start talking and stuff like that. But I am a master lurker. I don't want to start a conversation with you and then a kid come in and I have to like stop mid conversation you know and it makes me feel really bad so what ended up making a switch to Facebook gaming is Facebook in general has over 2.8 billion users this platform features us they actually give us free ads and they give us like a bunch of a bunch of great stuff to help us out and get us noticed and there's a lot of issues right now it's a newer platform but here's the thing Facebook's got the money to dump it in there. They didn't purchase this thing from Mixer just to sit on it. So, and I do know a lot of things they've done. I can't talk about that they are working on. I want to see, I want to see gamer tags. That's number one that was supposed to be out already. I know they're having an issue internally, but right now they're trying to fix the algorithms. The algorithms are messed up. And like I always say that the easiest way to support is when I'm, when I'm live, you see me go live, hit the like button, dip out, you know, it's not about lurkers. Lurkers aren't a big deal on Facebook gaming like they were on Mixer where everybody's lurked for sparks and stuff like that. So if I went to Facebook gaming because it has it has a better future in my mind because on Twitch, I really don't believe unless you have 100 to 150 viewers minimum that you're really going to be discovered. And that's my own personal opinion. Some people may agree. That's fine. But... Unless you're playing some smaller game, unless you're playing a super small community game and you're forcing yourself to play that game, you know, hey, that's fine. You do what you want to do. It's your stream, but it's going to be really hard to get discovered. If you, let's say you want to stream like Warzone or Fortnite or whatever, you're always going to be at the bottom of the list. And that's facts. There's so many streamers nowadays. So being on Facebook with a partner tag, with the help of the platform, it has the better future for future growth, but there's also some really cool features for the community as well, you know, such as a private supporter group, but we already have Gilded, you know, and then there's, you know, we have more stickers for, for supporters to use and, you know, a lot of other things, again, I can't talk about yet that are coming to Facebook, but it's, it's such an amazing thing, you know, the path that we've taken and I, I always 
talk about Mixer because Mixer was a one of a kind platform, even though they never got the credit they deserved because the people in charge didn't really know what they had the same way Realm Royale didn't know what they had. But now what's up with me like going for platforms that have great potential and then dying? What does it have with Facebook gaming? <laughs> but no, that's why we chose Facebook gaming. That's what happened with Mixer. So that that's our journey. We are on Facebook gaming now. I am I have no intentions of ever leaving that platform. I love streaming on Facebook gaming. I don't like Facebook. I don't like Mark Zuckerberg, but at the same time I don't like I'm not a big fan of Amazon or Twitch. So and I was on there for 3 years. I'm not even a huge fan of Microsoft honestly, but it's a streaming platform and wherever the community can flourish that's where I want to go. And I love seeing new people in the family, you know, the community and interacting with each other in each other's streams. So now the, the other question, I put these questions up on my Instagram story and I'll, I'll and make sure you watch out for those. If you don't follow me on Instagram, it's at Glock nine G L zero C K N nine N E. I put them on my story for topics that you guys are interested in. And I think this is a very important thing I need to talk about or one of the beginnings of this podcast so people know exactly who I am. So now that we're done with the whole move from Twitch to Mixer to Facebook Gaming, and now you guys all know that entire path, I am a married man. Still don't know how I got my wife. And I have three kids, soon to be four in April 2021. And the question people want wanted to ask you know multi multiple people asked now we've talked about this on dads and gaming again dads and gaming is another podcast i currently do with octane pro and goldie it's how people always ask how are you able to stream and create content like you do while having a family of five soon to be six okay did my math right yes six so my wife is a godsend and she does not listen to this podcast, I don't think, but I will praise her so much for how much she does. She is such an amazing, amazing woman where I ain't gonna lie to you guys. I thought about quitting streaming in January of this year. It just, I, I was having a lot of self-doubt. I was having a lot of issues with streaming and not enjoying myself and which is why I've actually gotten back to World of Warcraft. I enjoy it and I'm going back to my mixer roots of I'm going to play whatever I want if you don't want to show up and watch me play it which I treat World of Warcraft like a just chatting stream because there's not much for me to talk about unless someone's in there with me like it's not like Call of Duty where you gotta make calls to kind of explain what you're doing so she actually I told her I was going to give it to the end of this year and then decide she's actually the one that talked me out of it and I, I would tell you guys, she hates video games she hates that my son plays video games she's never been a big fan of streaming in the first place but she sees what what we do and she notices the charity stuff that we do and the people's lives that we're able to touch and the people that show up she, she she'll stop and stream and she'll see you guys and she she knows you guys and you know she she pays attention so she sees it from a different angle and she decides at night to take the kids. Like right now, to record this podcast right now, this is 4, 4.45 p.m. 
being eight months pregnant, she just took the kids on a walk and took them to the uh, park so I can record this podcast. She is a very huge supporter of what we're doing. So, I mean, I can get into a whole different podcast of me and her story. I mean, I was the loser in high school. She was the captain of the cheerleading team, the girl that everybody talked about at school, you know, but she was not stuck up. She was not rude to anybody. She was just as sweet as she is nowadays. She was my best friend for three and a half years. I was rejected by her about seven times. Uh, we went our separate ways senior year. And then at graduation, we sat. I sat behind her. And then she asked me to hold her phone for her during graduation. And then she gave me her new number. And then we started talking again. And long story short, we started dating a year later. Finally. That's why I escaped the friend zone, people. It can happen, okay? You just got to keep asking enough, just saying. But we got married when we were 19 years old, uh, July 30th. We actually started dating on July 30th, 2010. Got married on July 30th, 2011. So our anniversary is actually the anniversary of our first date. So this year we'll be 10 years married, 11 years together. And people say, wow, you got married, you know, you, you proposed after four months. I love this girl in high school, dude. I was addicted to her in high school. I mean, so I, when I, when I got her, I got her off the market quick, dude. Like, trust me, I, I'm smart for that one. Don't call me stupid. Like, I married at 19 years old. I knew what I wanted. I went for it. That's why I do. <laughs> but no, we got, we got married in 19 years old and waited three to four years, three or four years to have my, our son. And now we're working on our fourth kid, uh, final kid, by the way. Don't worry. I know I said the, the second one. We were supposed to stop at two, and I decided to have two more. But trust me, this is the last one. But she helps me so much by I work 5 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. She takes the kids at about 7.45 p.m. and lets me stream. And I, I usually stream from eight around 8 p.m. to, you know, sometimes 11 p.m. So basically, when I get home from work, sometimes I'll take a nap for an hour or two. And then that other time is with the kids. I'm with the kids. I take them from her. Or I try to take them from her, but they always want mommy. But, um, yeah, so I'm with my kids as much as possible until bedtime. My wife puts them to bed so I can stream every night. Every once in a while, streams will start late because, because, you know, I could tell she's tired, but she's been doing this for like three or four years now. And I can't thank her enough for all her support. So that's how I balance my family life with, you know, my wife. And the thing with Facebook, and we've talked about this on live streams where, which is why we're starting this podcast. So I've always talked about having a schedule and having off days and I never, ever, ever take off days in the last four years. It's very rare that I don't stream. I always say, Hey guys, I'm going to be off. I'm not going to stream on Friday nights. And then I'm live Friday night. And everyone's like, Hey, what the heck dude? And say, like, ah, well, you know, the kids went to bed early. So I'm streaming anyways. So with Facebook, it's actually been proven because it's more of a social media site. It's it, on every platform, it's it's just like Twitch. It's just live streaming. There is no social media. There is no 
really uploading your own VODs. Same thing with other like Trovo, DLive, all these. They're, they're just for live streaming. Facebook is also a platform for social media and to bring people to your streams. So I feel it's it, it, it actually hurts your algorithm or your growth to be live every single day. And you need to work. If you're on Facebook Gaming, I do believe you need to work on having off days, having that time, that mental time, and work on content, which is why I was like, I'm still wanting to do Dazzing Gaming. I want to start my own podcast for my off days. So where I'm still working on my off days, but I'm not live. And now that we're coming up on the 35 minute mark, again, these episodes are supposed to be 30, somewhere between 30 and 45 minutes. That's going to lead into the next episode. So you will always hear streamers talk about the job doesn't start and end with the live button. There's so much stuff in between, you know, with social media and the things that streamers have to deal with outside of actually streaming. The easy part is playing the game. Hitting the go live button, hanging out with you guys is the easy part. It's all the behind the scenes stuff that you guys don't get to see. That's the hard part, which is what we're going to get into next week. So next week, we're going to get into the the behind the scenes of a streamer you know so I, we can we can we can discuss exactly what you guys don't see and I, I think it's a great topic to have especially if you're thinking about becoming a streamer and what to be aware of and what to be thinking about before you think about diving into this crazy crazy world of streaming i hope you guys have an amazing weekend I hope you guys tune in next week so you can hear that episode. I appreciate all the feedback from episode one and all the excitement for this show. I hope you enjoyed this show. Again, there's a lot of things I've been critiquing myself on, which I want to get better at. And please never be afraid to DM me if you guys have any suggestions, any topics you want to hear. If you disagree with anything I say, DM me or show up in a live stream like, hey, you said this. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. I'm always open to talk about it. I'm never afraid to admit if I was wrong on something. So I appreciate you guys. Love you guys. If you just check out the podcast for the first time, you don't know where to follow me, make sure you follow on Facebook. That's the most important one. It's facebook.com slash Glock9. I'm also on Twitter, Instagram. Those handles are at Glock9, but that's G-L-0-C-K-N-9-N-E. Have a safe one, guys. Be blessed. I'll see you next week.